you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Wednesday, October 11th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest, the college quarterback Phenom, who reinvented himself as an NFL special teamer, fullback, running back, and wide receiver. Yes, a jack of all trades, but a master of one, one dream, a dream shared by generations of NFL hopefuls and the very select few who earn their way onto an NFL roster. That dream to win a Super Bowl, y'all, meaning this man is forever known not just as an NFL veteran, he is an NFL champion and he happens to be a man without whom this show would suffer from a critical almost oxygen debt like lack of street cred he is michael <laughs> robinson welcome back to the pod sir what's going on Drew? glad to be here nice to see you man Thanks i'm so. your host nfl network senior writer andrew Levy, and on today's show a mike rob preview of a game that may just be the best game of week six you don't even know what I'm going to hit you I with. Oh, maybe you know. do. Lines box, lines box. Okay. Yeah, you know what's coming. Uh, we have a visit from Saints defensive back Tyron Matthew. Uh, some of you know him as the Honey Badger. Let's update that. The man has outplayed that nickname uh, and is playing himself into some very rare company with that pick six on Sunday. We will hear from Tyron. Mike Rob will talk a little bit about Tyron. But the question of the day, it's a hard one to ask. It almost feels cynical in the writing of it. But the question is this, Michael Robinson, would Bill Belichick, the GM, fire Bill Belichick, the coach? That's where we will begin. Oh, man. That's, Michael Robinson, take it away. That's a loaded question. It sure is. I, I would say uh, that's not the right question to okay, ask. Fair enough. Is it, is it not fair? It's fair. It's fair, right? Because New England's struggling. Um, Bill Belichick, the coach, hadn't fared well, well since Tom Brady left that organization. And the general manager has created a situation where they're void talent on the outside offensively. So everybody sees the quarterback struggling. Everybody sees the offense kind of, uh, you know, lacking some efficiency. Um, 
but that's because there's just no separation from the receivers. There's nowhere to throw the football in. That's in turn, you know, making uh, uh, Mac Jones not be the best version of himself. I would say this. Should the owner, Robert Kraft, fire the general manager, Bill Belichick, but keep the head coach in Bill Belichick? To me, that's the more fair question. And I, I don't know if Bill would even really manage to have a boss? Like, how would he even deal with having a boss, having somebody else doing the grocery shopping while he tries to, to make the dinner? I, to me, that, I think he would just retire uh, if, if that was the case. So, yeah, general manager Bill Belichick, I think, needs to take a little bit of a hiatus and, and go somewhere. But the, the head coach, the football coach, the ball coach, to me, is still one of the tops in the game. If that were to happen, let's go with this hypothetical thread. And let's say that Robert Kraft has a meeting with Bill Belichick and says, look, I want you to step down from your duties as general manager. I'm concerned on two fronts. One, that you are spread too thin. But two, looking at the roster, that we are simply in a little bit of a talent debt. And that is on you. And I want to bring in some help to make this roster better so that you, the coach, the legendary coach, potentially one of the best, if not the best to ever do it coach, can get back to what you do best, which is to coach this team. Let's say that happens. What's the first order of business for Bill Belichick, the coach, based on the current situation? Because I think what we are seeing as the lay people out here in the world, we're looking at a situation we have not seen from the New England Patriots in over two decades, where they are speeding toward a third straight playoff-less yeah. campaign where the roster does seem like it is bereft of talent and where questions at the quarterback position are not limited to competence but also include character. Yeah. That's a problem. What's his first order of business? I think Bill Belichick, the head coach, first has to look himself and his entire organization in the mirror and, and be honest about it. Because I do think the game of football has changed from a philosophical standpoint while Bill Belichick has been coaching. See, it used to be, and I, let's take the quarterback position because that's the easiest one for everybody to identify. It used to be a college quarterback would spend five years in school. He wouldn't play till his fourth or fifth year. He'd be f almost fully developed, ready for the NFL game. As an athlete and a man athlete and a man because that's very important you can't separate them when we're talking about athletes in this regard and then you get to a team that coach would develop you even more maybe you sit a year like the Patrick Mahomes did with Alex Smith and then when we know you're ready you get on the football field right I remember Joe Paterno used to tell me I'd rather put you in two weeks too late then two days too early. And I never knew what he meant until I got a little older and I started realizing he wants me to be overly prepared for the opportunity, right? Fast forward to the days. Now you're seeing what's going on in college football with coaching and the way teams are, are being built and paying your players and guys transferring every single year. The development has gone. Now every coach is looking for the finished product it is more of it is more of the individual jimmy and joe now 
as opposed to when Bill first started this thing, it was more of a team aspect. I can develop the team. I can have one or two catalysts on the team, like a Tom Brady, like a Willie McGinnis, like a Richard Seymour, like a um, like a Ty Law, like some of those guys that they had on the defense. Yes. And just having those guys sprinkled around will ignite the entire roster. That was the way of thinking. That was how you develop a team back in the day. But I do think in this new version of the National Football League where it's player-driven, a little bit more player-driven, the player has to be a little bit more of a complete player now and ready to play early. And I think Bill, as opposed to now taking the player who may be explosive, I mean, as, a, as opposed to a guy that he would turn away from in the past that had all the accolades, the genetic freak, and he would take a, a lesser talent that he making lean on some things in his background to motivate him and give him that extra push to make him a better player. Yes. Now he needs better players. The game has changed. And I don't know if I've heard anybody talk about it that way, uh, but it's something I've been thinking about since the beginning of the season, ever since Robert Kraft in the offseason said, yo, I expect us to be in the playoffs this year. And people started having that narrative that Bill should be gone as a coach. But to me, Six Super Bowls. I think he's been to nine. What's eight or nine or something like that? I don't know. He's been to a, a lot of them, and um, he's bought himself some time. I think you give him an opportunity to turn from a coaching standpoint. You give him an opportunity to turn around on this year, and next year to me is the year. And um, if he doesn't get it turned around, if they don't make the playoffs in the next two years, that's when I'm Robert Kraft and I'm having a real conversation with Bill about kind of removing some of his duties. That worries me. <laughs> what worries me about that scenario, because first of all, I buy everything that you said. I think that is a fascinating assessment of where we sit right now in this moment as a football world, as an NFL world. What worries me is this notion that what I did yesterday buys me more todays and more tomorrows. Because I wonder that when you look at what Kyle Shanahan, I know you have reservations about Kyle Shanahan, the playoff coach, yep. but when you look at what a Kyle Shanahan offense is capable of doing and what it forces defenses to do, when you look at what a Mike McDaniel offense is doing and what it forces defenses to do, when you look at what an Andy Reid is able to do, when you look at the best teams in the NFL as it stands right now, there seems to be a widening gulf between what they are capable of, the dynamism that they bring to the gridiron, and what these suddenly look like dinosaur teams like New England Patriots are able to do in the face of that. They're able to answer the questions less and less. And if we give, we meaning, let's say Patriots yep. Nation, if you give Bill Belichick the coach two more years, and let's assume that this construct is not going to happen, the hypothetical is merely a hypothetical, very likely because of his resume, because of what he has done in the past, Bill Belichick will continue to be both GM and coach. And if what you're saying and what we believe about this roster is correct, that they are bereft of talent at key positions all over the field, they're going to be in even worse position a year or two from now than they are right now. Let's talk about where they are right now. Patriots offensive ranks this year, 11 points per game. That's last in the NFL. 287.4 total yards per game. That's 26th in the NFL. 
203.6 passing yards per game in a quarterback-driven league. That's 18th in the NFL, actually higher than I would have thought. <laughs> 83.8 rushing yards per game, 26th in the NFL, 32.9% on third down. That's 28th in the NFL. They're not executing when they need to. 10 giveaways, that is also uh, fourth worst in the NFL. Now, all to say, we know that Bill Belichick is a defensive coach, a defensive-minded guy. That's where he cut his teeth. It's how he made his name. But as GM and coach, he is responsible for all units. Very that's much. the unit that's being put on the field. Mac Jones, 62.7 completion percentage, 25th in the NFL. Six yards an attempt, 30th in the NFL. Five passing touchdowns against six picks. That's second to last in the NFL, a 74.6 passer rating that is dead last in the NFL. How much of a responsibility does Mac Jones, the player, the Jimmys and Joes now, this player, yeah. this Jimmy or this Joe, this Jones, how much responsibility does he shoulder? Do you believe in him as the answer going forward? He does shoulder a great, a great amount of this responsibility. He's the quarterback. He's the one out there making decisions with the football, whether the plays are good or bad or whatever the case, whether they have the talent on the outside or not, he's the one actually out there executing the game plan. But I will say this, his rookie year, he made it to, he made it to a Pro Bowl and they made it to the playoffs. Yes, they. Okay. That's right. He had a competent play caller. He has one this year in Billy O'Brien. Okay. But I would say that uh, the football coach in Bill Belichick set him back about five years last year. To have a special teamer, special team coach and a defensive coordinator, I don't know if our listeners truly understand how those coaches see the game of football, right? They see it a different way. A special teams coach is not going to put his arms around you when you're struggling because he's used to dealing with the last five spots on the roster. He just needs the bottom line. He just needs the answers to the test. He's going to talk to you any way he needs to to get the answers, right? That guy's coaching the quarterback who is – he's not the last guy on the roster. He's more, oftentimes the number one guy on the roster. So you have to speak to him. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Now, a defensive guy, he yeah. sees the game. Of, so yeah. I would say the Maddening. football coach – of Bill Belichick set his own quarterback back five years. And I could make an argument as to that's why you see Mac Jones, number one, so frustrated. Number two, look so bad. Number three, making terrible decisions. He's had a true offensive coordinator and in, 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 um, uh, Josh McDaniel. Then he went to a defensive and special teams guy um, and Joe Judge being a quarterback coach and Matt Patricia and Matt being Patricia. an old defensive coordinator yep. who went and uh, did the offense last year. Yep. And so how they were speaking to him, all of his coaching points were from defensive and special team eyes. Oh, on top of that, your head coach is also a defensive guy. So when you're sitting in staff meetings, the defensive minds are talking to each other about offense. That's, I'm sorry. That don't even make sense to me. No, it doesn't. I, in <laughs> fact, I think this will probably resonate with a lot of listeners, what you are, this, this kind of construct, this, this picture that you're painting. I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a situation with Gracie, my wife, where she mm -hmm. asked me a question there is no right answer to. I can't, uh, I can't <laughs> remember the amount of times that uh, a listener in our workspace where we're given a project that can't be done yeah. or we're not given the resources to, to finish a project that needs to be done. Um, and, and here we are. Uh, Mac Jones has been 
by the sound of it, set up to fail. So we shouldn't be surprised when he does fail. Now, a little bit of criticism coming his way on his temperament in the face of failure. It strikes many. It reads to many as petulant, as immature. Do you buy that? Is there some growth that we need to see from him as the man, uh, as he embodies this role as the quarterback? Think about this, Drew. Before he got drafted, all of a sudden, they, people say Kyle Shanahan was in on him. Yes. Okay. Yep. He's going through this roller coaster ride. Am I a mid first rounder? Am I a second day guy? Am I a second round guy? Am I going? Or be, am I the number two? Or overall am I the pick? number two overall pick? I right. don't know. Right. All of a sudden, I fall to the Patriots. Everybody say I fell to them. The fact that I fell to them is a negative connotation. Yes. In itself. Right. When okay. when you're right. When a month earlier going where he went 15th or something like that in the draft was well was done. Well done. Well done. Bro. Now well all of a sudden, done, now you're saying yeah. he fell to Bill Belichick and those that's guys. That's true. Okay? It, language means that's a lot. What he, that, that's what he's been, been going through. And so then they gave him a defensive uh, play caller as his, as his offensive co coach and a special teams coordinator as his, as his quarterback coach that they weren't pushing the ball downfield. Oh, yeah, on top of we don't have nobody on the outside that can separate. So – I can make an argument, Drew, that tablets should be thrown every single week by Mac Jones. I'd be livid. I'd be cussing Bill out every chance I get. Yeah, bench me if you want to, but everybody's going to hear right. why we suck right now. Right. You, not me. You, not me. Right. You, I didn't fall to you. I was supposed to be in the first. You see what I'm Michael, saying? Michael, how is this different? We talked a couple weeks ago about the, the chatter that came out of Bears camp yep. when Justin Fields said what he said about coaching um, or answered a question and seemed to imply, didn't seem to imply, did imply <laughs> that coaching was to blame for some issues that he uh, admitted to having on the field. You didn't like it then because it felt like maybe the right script, but the wrong scenario, the yep. wrong room. Yep. Don't share it with us. Talk about it amongst Absolutely. yourselves. Same kind of thing that you would hope that Mac Jones would do like, yeah, throw the tablet, but have the conversation in the meeting room, in the locker room, in the film room. Absolutely, because again, powerful men, and I'm being honest, especially powerful white men, don't like to be embarrassed publicly. And when you do that, you burn bridges. Trust me, as a black man living in America, Drew, I have understood that fact more than anybody. So I get where Mac is coming from. I get the frustration. No way has been coaching malpractice the way they've dealt with him in his situation. But there is a right way to do things. And at the end of the day, as long as you're getting paid and as long as you're the quarterback, you're responsible. Handle it the right way. It is a strange world we live in where shame <laughs> is worse than stupidity, where embarrassment is worse than being spiritually bereft, <laughs> being wrong being hateful, being but mean. That's the just truth. don't just don't embarrass me. The truth about don't it. shame me. And of course what I just said does not apply to anybody in this particular construct, but to Michael's point, the overarching point is absolutely spot on. That is the world that we live in and a lot of these young men uh, are navigating a world that they shouldn't have to navigate. Too many obstacles are already thrown up in their way. One of the obstacles being thrown up in Mac Jones's way, as Michael alluded to, with the lack of help on the outside, is their lack of playmakers. And again, this unfortunately falls to Bill Belichick, the GM. So in this construct that we talked about very early on, where Robert Kraft has the wherewithal to say, hey, Bill Belichick, GM, you're fired. Bill Belichick, the coach, you're on, kid. More of that. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is leading the New England Patriots 
Patriots with 218 receiving yards. That has him ranked 56th in the NFL. What does that tell you? Uh, oh, my goodness. So there's only 32 teams. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. This math is not kind. Only 32 this teams. math is not going to be kind <laughs> okay. to anybody. So there has to be doubles and triples oh, from other teams man. before we get one receiver or playmaker on the outside from the New England Patriots. To me, that stat tells you everything about what's going on and the issues with this team right now. Okay. Uh, let's offer up Patriots fans as we try to offer up fans of every, all of the 32 franchises. Thank you for reminding us of that number. <laughs> Kendrick Bourne doesn't want to hear it. Neither does Mac Jones. Um, let's offer some hope. Is there hope to be found in the current situation as it stands? before any changes are made. Next four games for the Patriots this week on the road in Las Vegas. Week seven, back home to take on the Bills. Mm -hmm. Week eight, away to the Dolphins. And then week nine, potentially a layup. We'll see what happens to my commanders in week nine against the commanders, also back in Foxborough. But Raiders away, and then certainly two divisional games back-to-back -back, Bills, Dolphins in weeks seven and eight. If there are a lot of questions unanswered after week eight, this conversation is only going to get louder and meaner. What do you need to see from the Patriots to offer up Patriots Nation some measure of hope? Well, you got to understand defensively because of who Bill is, who Bill Belichick is, the defense is going to put out a decent product. They always are. He just understands football situations that, that great. Belly Zappi is a little bit more of a dynamic mover. And maybe you can get more of, so you can generate some offense with his movement. I'm not saying he's Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But he can at least get you out of some tough situations, especially void talent on the outside with some injuries going on um, with the offensive line. But I, you you want to see some fight out of this team. I don't know exactly. I think the trade deadlines are circa week 10 or something like that. October 31st. So we are what? We are, as we sit here today, 20 days from the trade deadline. Three make, weeks. I would make a call to Minnesota and see what's going okay, on. Okay, very Cousins. interesting. You know what? I'm really glad would. you said that because there is another question baked into what you just said. When asked if he would consider a quarterback change, Bill Belichick said, yeah, we're not making any changes. There's something inflexible even in that answer. We know how he said it, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, Matty Burgoyce, if you can find that bite, let's put it here. Yeah, we're not making any changes. Yeah, we're not making any changes. But should they consider trading for a quarterback? And your answer is clearly yes. Phone call number one to uh, to the Minnesota Vikings. And I would. And I know our listeners are saying, well, Mike, you know, Kurt's not necessarily that dynamic of a player. He's not a mover and shaker and things like that. He's seen every defense that's been known to man. His experience is there. He's a thinking man's quarterback. And from a personality standpoint and his attention to detail, I believe him and Bill would get along just fine. I really do. I really believe Bill, you know, we used to see those videos of him and Tom on Friday mornings going over, you know, stuff or whatever. Yes, sir. I believe him and Kurt can have a relationship like that. And Kurt is is just green enough and searching for a championship enough. We're going to listen to every word Bill has to say. To me, that will settle this team down. It will settle the offense down. And obviously, from Minnesota standpoint, they're trying to sign Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson is going to think about signing if he, you know, if he feels like the quarterback situation still has Kirk Cousins. Translation, I asked the wrong question to get this entire <laughs> exercise started. It was, it was a terrible question. The question I asked was, 
Would Bill Belichick, the GM, fire Bill Belichick, the head coach? Michael Robinson has set me straight and set us straight. The question that needs to be asked is, should the owner, Robert Kraft, consider firing the GM, Bill Belichick, and keep the coach, Bill Belichick, exactly where he is and exactly where he should be, singularly focused on the task at hand, which is to resurrect the spirit, the hopes, and the record of the once proud New England Patriots franchise. And he threw in something else for us, all for free, listener, which is that there's another call that should be made, and that call should be made to the Minnesota Vikings to inquire about the trade possibilities for one Kirk Cousins. 299.6 passing yards per game, that's first in the NFL. He has a touchdown-to-pick ratio right now of 13-4. to four. Mac Jones is yeah. jealous of that, <laughs> and he has a 101.7 passer rating. That is top 10 in the NFL as well. Very, very interesting. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We interrupt this podcast to bring you an exclusive TA interview with a man who, in week five, did this. 
Takes the snap out of the shotgun. Saints bring four. And Carl Granderson, the ball's picked off. That's Tyree Matthew, 15, 10. He will walk into the end zone. Pick six for the Saints. Michael Robinson, that pick gave Tyron Matthew 30 interceptions for his career, and it gives Saints fans renewed hopes. In spite of the fact that they currently sit third in the NFC South, hopes of a division title and a deep playoff run. Now, we're going to play the interview that Kimmy Checks did with Tyron Matthew here in a moment. But before we get to it, Mike Rob, where does your mind go when you tap into this undercurrent of hope that flows beneath the Saints franchise this season? Well, I believe they have the best quarterback in the division. So, so winning a championship, guys, and our listeners, starts with the division. You cannot get to the playoffs without doing well in your division. You want to host playoff games. So you look at the quarterback position, the most important position on the field. They have Derek Carr. He, he, I believe he's the best in the division. That's number one. Number two, Alvin Kamara came back last week. Yes, he did. He looked strong. He looked fast. He looked like he was trying to prove something. Um, a motivated Alvin Kamara is going to add a level of explosion to this offense that, um, yeah, uh, I think Saints fans back when Drew Brees was throwing it and breaking records or whatever, they're accustomed to seeing. That's what they're going to be straight offensively with all the, all those receivers as well. Um, the defense, that's one thing you can count on for the Saints. So I think the Saints are in a really, really good position. I think um, Tyron Matthew doesn't get enough credit for his playmaking ability on the back end. Like people don't realize it, it, you can swat the ball down and everybody's going to clap for you and say, great job. But when you take the ball away mm. and give it back to your offense, you, mm. you, 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 you ended their possession. You, you, you turned good into great. That's special, and that's something Tyron Matthews has been doing for a long time. They're averaging two takeaways a game this season, which is, I think, sixth or seventh in the NFL. Nine takeaways, so technically uh, just under two per game. But uh, translation, what Derek Carr could be, what Alvin Kamara will be, what Michael Thomas could be, mm -hmm. and what Chris Olave seems destined to be, these are all great storylines on the offensive side of the ball. And yet, as Michael reminds us, it's the Saints' defense that yep. is – the most dependable unit on this team. That is leading this team, defining this team. This is the fifth-ranked scoring and total defense in the NFL. You know very well how, how far a good running game, dependable quarterback play, if not flashy, and a legion of boom defense can take you. It can take you right to the promised land in this NFL. That is to a Super Bowl victory. You know what that feels like. This seems to be the narrative that the Saints will eventually top the NFC South. And as division leaders, they will be well-placed to win a home playoff game. And then you never know what could happen, right? Well, until we know what could happen, let's check in on what is happening. Here is Kimmy Checks with Saints defensive back Tyron Matthew earlier today. He makes interceptions seem easy. We're so excited to welcome into the Total Access show today one of the best safeties in the league, Tyron Matthew of the New Orleans Saints. Welcome in. It's so good to see you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. Hey, we're excited that you're here. Now, let's go ahead and dig into this, right? You've never had an NFL season without a pick. You got your first one of the season just last week, and that's shout out against the New England Patriots. That pick now gives you 30 on your career. That puts you in very rare company in the NFL. Take me through the first pick of your career. Do you even remember who it was against now that you have so many? Well, it's, it's crazy, right? Because, uh, you know, I'm playing, for this, I'm playing for this team now, right? So... I remember coming down to New Orleans, uh, you know, my rookie year when I was with the Arizona Cardinals and, you know, obviously playing against Drew Brees and 
such a high-powered offense. Um, now they beat us bad that day. We you don't know, even talk we about that. I think we got blew out that day, but <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, Drew Brees was gracious enough to to throw me an intercept that day. So kind of balanced it out for me. It's, it was like it was foreshadowing. It's like he knew that eventually you would be a part of that New Orleans Saints squad. Now, Tyron, this is year 11 for you in the league. Does that first pick against Drew Brees feel just as good as that last one? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, th th this is the big leagues. And, um, you know, it's so hard to make a play, you know, in this league. And, um, you know, uh, so anytime you have an opportunity to, you know, get your hands on the football or, or make a big play for your team, uh, you know, all these plays, you know, just as special. I'm sure they all feel so good. Now, I was so excited that you were coming on the show today, and I want to go a little bit back down memory lane. You may not remember this because it was the hype of the moment, but you had just won the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. We were in Miami. I saw you on that field. The confetti's falling, and I gave you a big hug, and you said, we did it. Now I just got to go find my family. That was a special moment, right. and now you're in a special situation with the New Orleans Saints. You, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, just a few of the names of the men on the field that define the play for the Saints. This is a defensive-led team. Fifth-ranked total defense, fifth-ranked scoring defense. You guys are making it work on the football field, and the numbers, they speak for themselves, but the characteristics of this defense, maybe we can't see numerically. You've been a part of that championship team, that team in Kansas City when you won that Super Bowl in Miami. Is this Saints team a championship caliber football team? I believe so. You know, I think we have all the pieces, um, you know, that championship teams have. Um, you know, I think we have an offense that, you know, uh, can really score points. Uh, they have playmakers all over the field. And, you know, I think defensively, um, you know, we have a defense that, you know, we're pretty stingy, you know, um, and, and we're finding a way to take the football away, you know, this year. And, so, uh, you know, once we're able to combine those things and, you know, the biggest thing in this league is, is winning, right? Yeah. And I think the good teams, they're kind of able to not just win one game, but to win three, four, five, six games in a row. So, you know, hopefully we can, we can get on the roll like that um, and, and have that kind of carry us, you know, throughout the rest of the season. You have to get wins. You had quite the beatdown last week against the Patriots, but now you look ahead to this Week 6 matchup going up against a divisional rival and the Houston Texans. Fun one for you. Who do you think's looking forward to it and wants it a little bit more? Kim Jordan getting that first sack on C.J. Stroud. Are you welcoming C.J. Stroud to the NFC South with his very first NFL career interception? <laughs> well, I'm hoping I can get my hands on another football this weekend. Um, <laughs> You know, I think the Texans are playing good football right now. Um, you know, I think offensively, you know, I think CJ is just doing such a great job, you know, leading those guys. Um, you know, he's in total command of the offense. Um, you know, and then this is a young team, right? But I think they have enough veterans kind of sprinkled out, you know, throughout the roster. Um, this is a competitive team. You know, I think they're going to show up. Um, they're going to have a lot of energy, right? They're going to play us hard. Um, and uh, so it'll be a four-quarter game for us. Uh, you know, I think uh, us defensively, we just got to find our, find our way to, to impact the quarterback, uh, take the ball away, get him off his spot. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, like you said, hopefully I can catch a pick this weekend. Drew Brees had some foreshadowing by throwing you that first interception. Maybe some foreshadowing of you getting an interception against CJ this week. Congratulations on everything. Good luck this week and beyond. I hope that maybe we reunite on that football field at the Super Bowl again in February, this time in Las Vegas. Tyron Matthew, everybody. Thank you.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Andrew Levy with Michael Robinson. And the final subject is foresight, as in seeing into the future, looking ahead to week six in the NFL. There are two games that jump off the page to me as games of real interest and significance in week six. One we will talk about today. Another Michael will preview first thing tomorrow morning. The two games are his Seahawks against the Bengals. We're going to talk about that one tomorrow. There's the tease. We're going to talk today about the Lions and the Bucks. Division leaders both. Lions, perhaps expected. Bucks, undoubtedly a surprise to most of us. But closer examination reveals that good practices, not good fortune, can be thanked for Tampa's early season success. They are 3-1. and one. Lions, the preseason favorite to win the NFC North. They are 4-1 and one on a three-game winning streak. But, Mike, Rob, those are simply the stats. What's the story heading into this game? The story heading, to this, heading into this game is whether the Detroit Lions defense can affect Baker Mayfield, who is playing really good right now. I got to give him credit. I did not think Baker would do anything this year. I thought this was going to be a stop stopgap year where Tampa was just kind of filling in a role because they didn't have the money to pay a real quarterback to come in. And it looks like if Baker continues and finishes this, things out, this, this thing out playing well, 
he could rejuvenate his career and have a bright future with Tampa. You, you hear Ty Bowles talk about it. Um, it's not that uh, the team is playing well and Baker's just managing it. He's actually the reason why they're winning. And so I, kudos to Baker. Can't say enough about that guy. On the Detroit side of things, uh, can Jared Goff and this offensive line and offensive blocking group handle the pressure that Todd Bowles is going to put on them? Todd Bowles, historically, has been one of the most pressured coaches, defensive coordinators in the National Football League. I remember playing some of his teams back in the day, and it's one of those things we used to always tell, they used to always tell the backs, guys, if you don't get out on your route, it's okay. Stay in. If you don't, if you don't think your guy's coming, stay in an extra second and check backside. There's always somebody coming. And again, if, if Jared Goff and everybody with the Detroit Lions, if they can handle it, I think they're going to have some success. They can capture the line of scrimmage. They run the football. I think they're number seventh in the National Football League at capturing the line of scrimmage and running the football with like 141 rush yards per game. And then defensively, they capture the line of scrimmage. They're number three, third in the National Football League, only allowing about 64, 65 yards rushing. Championship teams are built like this. The the uh, I said they were third in um, uh, rush allowed rushes allowed two and one are San Fran and Philly yeah so they're that's, in the right company that's the right company to be <laughs> they in. are they are they are in the right party Bucky Brooks sat in that chair months ago before the season began and put the Bucks on our radar and said what's interesting what will be interesting about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year is that after a certain number of months in the job. This will finally be a Todd Bowles yes. team. What did he mean by that? Well, everybody, and if our listeners don't know, Todd Bowles got the head coaching job is because, uh, forget the coach before that, um, wore the, all the hats used to be in Arizona. Bruce Arians. Um, Bruce Arians. Thank you, brother. I couldn't remember his name. No, off the it, top it of my took head. me that long yeah. to come up with myself. <laughs> I wasn't holding out on you. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man, help him out, would you? Bruce Arians. Yes, sir. Well, he moved upstairs and he basically gave Todd Bowles yes, the job. And I always thought that maybe that didn't sit right with Todd. You know, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but nobody wants to be handed anything. You want to be, you want to get the job, um, you because know, you won the job. You you were amongst a lot of candidates, and you were just the most qualified for the job. Nobody wants to kind of get it sideways. So I I, I I did think that maybe there was some trepidation with Todd Bowles there. But Bucky's right. This is his team now, built in his image. Entire offseason was just him. He's answering every single question. There's no more uh, Bruce Aarons coming down in there and getting in, the co- getting in the quarterback's room. There's not even a Tom Brady on the team who was kind of like another coach, right? You know, I can only imagine being a head coach with Tom Brady in the room. Everything you say, you're kind of looking over at him to make sure it's okay with him. That can't, you, you can't coach under those circumstances. So, yeah, this is this Todd Bowles' team now. Translation, uh, Todd Bowles was handed the job. Yeah, he deserved it. He earned it once he had it. Baker Mayfield, not the right man for the job. Guess what? He deserved it, as it turns out. (laughs) He earned it, and he's proving it, and they may just prove it again this week against the Detroit Lions. But, as Michael Robinson reminded us, the Detroit Lions are built to win, y'all. Do not sleep around a lion's den. I want to thank today's very special guest, Michael Robinson. Michael Robinson, thank you for coming by. Thank you, brother. Always cool. 
And I want to invite the listener to join us early tomorrow morning when Michael Robinson will be back in the chair. He will preview the Bengals and Seahawks game. I should say the Seahawks-Bengals game. That game is in Cincinnati. Seahawks coming off of a bye. Bengals coming off of a dearly coveted win. They got that win. Joe Burrow looked pretty good. This one is a fascinating matchup. I want Michael Robinson to tell us what the story of that game will be. But our primary topic tomorrow morning will be this. Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers, a once legendary rivalry. Well, when the best action in a rivalry in the NFL is happening off the field, can we still call it a rivalry? That's the question tomorrow. Answers then, till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.